Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store, ready to fight and forged Irish Stout. Delighted to be joined with the Cruiserweight King, Mr. Chris Billum Smith. We suppose Christmas has came and went, uh, you know, the, the fight with Mastanats came and went. How's, uh, how's everything now? Uh, I suppose about uh, just after a month after the fight, really. Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Uh, yeah, pushing, where are we now? Probably seven, eight weeks ago nearly. Um, yeah, all good. Had a nice little break. Um, went away, little holiday of the family, but managed to get some training in the sun in as well. So uh, yeah, no, I'm really good place and excited for this year. Well, I suppose we'll talk about why we are here. Um, Adam Azim and Caroline Dewar are both out on the undercard of Joshua Boatsy versus Dan Aziz. Um, you know, this year we could see you know yourself joining you and Ellie with world honours at the McGregor's Gym. Um, Caroline looks to be sort of one off of a, of a big, big world title. I'm excited to see them back out uh, on Saturday night and, and for big, big honours this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Adam, I think, um, you know, he's got a defence again of his European title and still only 10 fights in. It'll be 11 on uh, 11 on on Saturday. Um, very, very early stages still of his career and learning to develop. So in such a stacked division, I don't think he'll be fighting for a world title this year himself. But amazing year to learn and progress and show the improvements he's making all the time in the gym and I think we've seen those in the last few fights as well he's adapting really really well in the fights and um, he's shown what he's about um, and then Caroline yeah like I know the team tried to get this fight for the world title um, and it wasn't to be so it's uh, it's going to be um, an exciting year for her I think this fight and then one more and then you know the, the one after this one will be will be the world title fight so it's uh I'm buzzing for her, you know, she's, she's worked so hard, she just stays quiet in, in, in a sense, you know, and, and just works towards um, works towards those titles that she's going to pick up this year and then once she gets her hands on one, I think she'll get, get them all and just take over the sport. What is it like to have a gym where, you know, you, you obviously, you know, head of the pack being the world champion yourself and Ellie being world champions, but you are all on similar trajectories, you've all sort of, everyone is all singing off the same hymn sheet and everyone is all successful. So what is that like in a gym where you, the, the atmosphere, you know, there's no one who, you know, maybe, I'm sure like, you know, there's bad days, but there's no one that's, everyone in their careers, when you look at the rule in 
got big potential and they're really, really thriving. Is that good to have that hungry mentality in the gym where everyone is so close to, you know, look at it maybe a year or two down the line, you know, there could be multiple of you lot holding world champions. Is that good to have everyone on all similar m momentum? Yeah, it's a mindset in the gym and it's always been the same since I've been there. You know, I've been there for, this will be, we're in my seventh year now, it'll be seven years in June since I, I first properly started training full time with Shane. Um, so, but it's always been the same. Then Carl Frampton was in the gym, Josh Taylor was Commonwealth champion, obviously went on to win world titles, George Groves had just won his world title. Luke Campbell came in the gym, fighting the very best fighters, pound for pound, uh, you know, in the gym. So that's just the, the mentality of the gym. And uh, Shane sets that, and it comes from the top and, and, and trickles down. So the, that's, that's the mindset. There's no, like, acceptance of mediocrity in the, in the gym. And, and it's just, that's what it's about. And we're just all striving to improve in every area and you know when they start a careers it seems a long long way away and it is and it was for me um, but you just got to keep chipping away and, and believe in the process and trust the process and that's what they've done and, and what they're doing and the proofs in the pudding you know the amount of uh, world champions Shane has trained and the amount of careers they've taken you know, McGuigan's have taken from the off and turned them into phenomenal fighters and big money stars then um, yeah so that's just that's the way it is well, I suppose we'll move on to, to yourself. Um, we know that there is fight news for yourself, but just looking back after the Mastanak fight, um, how do you reflect on that performance? I think, you know, not speaking for it, it's fair to say that you know, it wasn't all plain sailing out there. You did have to dig deep to get uh, to turn it around, but I suppose how do you look at that Mastanak performance, uh, I suppose, sort of uh, you know, six weeks on from it? Yeah, um, I guess it, was, it wasn't my best performance, but... That partly due to him, partly due to me. I knew his style was going to be tricky. I said it all in the build-up. No one was giving him a chance. So when that happens and some and the underdog has a better fight than people expect him to, people put their arms up in the air and think, "Wow, yo, this has happened." It's always someone's been amazing or someone's been terrible. Um, he was winning on the scorecards, but I was breaking him down and. Um, people thought I was getting absolutely battered and bruised in the sense of uh, the shots he was landing but if you go and watch him and you see little shots that he's landing like I'm slightly taking the edge out of him and then just taking the space straight away so and he can live with that and I knew he wouldn't be able to live with that like there was always there's always something missing with him in those world title fights a big big name big big um, punches and there's always been that lack of something that's why he's never been able to get over the line in, in, I know he hasn't boxed a world title before but in those big fights he's got a few few losses um, and then obviously I, I, I did some damage to the ribs and that was always the plan was to what hurt him to the body and Shane always said that um, not many people would hit him to the body before like the way I punched the body especially so he, that was always the game plan and then Obviously, uh, did his rib. I've seen him say a few things after, like I headbutted his rib or something. Um, didn't mention any of the, the hooks I was landing uh, to, to the ribs, and didn't think they could possibly be a be a cause of, of, of whatever injury he had. But uh, it's a shame because I was, in a way, I believe if there had been two more rounds, I would have got rid of him anyway. Um, but I didn't. But I got the win. Did the best job on him than anyone's ever done on him uh, with a below puff up performance so um, when you take everything into account I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy knowing that I can box a lot better as well. Was there a bit of and I know you wasn't overlooking Mastanak but there must have been some 
sort of frustration where I suppose in that whole fight week a lot of the talk was of you know React Paul being next and other these guys when you you were got, you were saying that of Mastanak is you know he's, he's he's well skilled and we did see that on fight night so was it sort of difficult at times where people were almost writing off Mastanak and talking about what was next after it? I said to everyone it was my hardest fight to date um, and it proved to be that at times um, early on but yeah it's, this is the way the world works it's all hype and it's all about the next thing and it's because they don't know him and they haven't watched his career if you go back and watch his career and watch how he fights and I break down the sport you know I look at it I don't look at it like oh he lost to this guy so he must beat him. Like I look at what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are. I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. So then I can break a fight down. And stylistically, it wasn't, wasn't going to be an easy night for me. Um, but we got the job done. It's a great challenge, a great name to have my record. To, to stop Mastanek in seven, eight rounds is a great achievement for anyone. Like I said, no one's ever done it. Um, so my last two fights have been beating someone who's looked, who has never done what they're, with Mastanet, never done that to him. And then the fight before then was a guy who'd never even looked close to getting beat, and I beat him. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not bothered by what everyone else thinks, but that's the, that, that's the facts of, of the situation. So I know what I'm capable of, and uh, I'll just keep being me and uh, let people talk. Well, we can talk about what is next. Um, an old foe of yours, uh, Richard Rackpaw, you do meet again. Um, excited to get this rematch and I suppose maybe you may not look at it in this way but you know many people thought you won the first fight so good to have this back again and, and get your second crack at uh, uh, Richard Riakpour. Yeah it's got all the ingredients hasn't it it's got the, the adversity of the first fight being so many years ago the sort of what's happened since of me winning a world title him having a you know a, sort of a slower career since our first fight um, but he's kept his unbeaten record um, so there's all that hype and him fighting for a world title and it being an all domestic class you know that, uh, when you've got a domestic class like that um, people get excited anyway especially for a world title but the fact it's got all the ingredients for everything else it's uh, it's exciting and I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. What do you make of React Paul's career since he fought you? I thought he lost to Jack Massey. I was there on the night. I've, at the time, I thought he lost to Jack Massey. Um, and then his best wins, Gavaski, but what version of him was left? But at the same time, he's done the job he should have done on these people. So you can't knock him too much. Dion Juma, he's probably losing the fight. Uh, then got, got one knocked down the fourth and then end up stopping him the eighth. But he's getting out box. This is what I said earlier to someone is the difference between Richard and Lawrence is it, if Lawrence doesn't knock someone out, he still knows how to win rounds and pick up rounds. But Richard loses the rounds unless he's knocking people down or knocking people out. Like, so what happens when he hits someone and it has to go points and he's in a grueling fight and, uh, and all that happens? Because we haven't seen him in that. His punch power, you might say, because his punch power is too good, because he's got rid of these guys. But at what level um, has he done that? So it's, uh, we're going to get some, we'll get some answers when that fight finally gets um, comes round. You know, we've got to get it over the line and get it sorted. But um, I'm 99% sure, as sure as you can be in this sport, that 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 will be next. And. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting some, some answers. Well, I suppose that, that asks you a question, you know, what you mentioned there. Is Crispin Swift the man that will still be standing there at round 12, taking his best shots and, and seeing really what he's made of? 
or will Richard be still able to be there in, in the later rounds himself? Um, it's a really good fight. Like It's an intriguing fight in styles, but when you break it down, you know both of us are going to turn up, both of us are going to train well, there's no lack of motivation, but it's Richard's first world title shot. I've now been at this level, know this level, and know what the fight nights and the fight weeks are. He hasn't headlined a show in, in years, so if we headline it, it's going to be it's going to be a big um, a big change for him, especially with a really hostile crowd. It doesn't matter where it is, it won't be a Celeste Park. I was going to ask you that. Is it a Celeste Park? It won't be a Celeste Park with, with his fake Crystal Palace fans, like he is. Um, or should I say the real Crystal Palace fans supporting a fake Crystal Palace fan. Um, but even if it's in London somewhere, like I'll bring a great support. I'll have more people there than he will. Um, and it will be an amazing atmosphere and it'll be, be interesting to see, see how he deals with all, all of those things. I know I've ticked the boxes. So I know what it's like. I like to just focus on that, but he's got he'll have a lot to deal with because, um, yeah, he'll, uh, it, it'll be... And then when you get in the ring, They'll have a lot to deal with as well. You may play it down, but me asking the question to you now, with yourself on React Poor, is there a little bit of needle between the two? Do you feel like some type of way with him that you may not feel with other opponents? Like if you're being brutally honest, like um, I guess in a way, but only because we've got history. If I rematched anyone, I rematched Tommy McCarthy, I beat him, there was still that little bit of needle. I got on with him alright, but there's if, if 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 you're my weight and with, especially if we're fighting each other, <laughs> there's going to be needle. Um, in, a, in a sense, like I've, I'm, I can get myself into that mindset of having to beat you. So it's, um, yeah, it's, there's always going to be needle. It's no, a little bit more because of maybe the, the history between our two and he likes to say a few things to cameras and, and whatnot. Um, but it all comes down to fight night. Another thing I did want to just quickly ask you on, because I know um, we've been here for a while, but what is going on sort of Lawrence Acoli? Do you think that rematch is, is, is off the table? Or could we see it still uh, at Cruiserweight, or are you not really sure? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Uh, my, my focus is, <laughs> until it changes, is on Richard, you know, until I hear any other, anything else. Um, no idea who will be after Richard. I'd like to go and unify. Um, I haven't... Lawrence hasn't really been mentioned to me at all <laughs> since before Masternick fight. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I've seen, I've seen he was at the what they call it, Super Cruiserweight fight between. Is that, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember who who, who it was, but um, the WBA have brought in Super Cruiserweight, the 224 225 pound division. I've seen he was at that fight, so I didn't know if he was going to move up there. I think it would suit him from a from knowing in point of view, I think that weight would be perfect for him. But he might want to come back down to cruise weight. Um, so then, obviously, he's going to be at world title level and I'm a world champion. So um, it may, may happen again. Just picking this back up now, um, and you know you said you wanted unifications next. Um, I think if anyone looked at the cruiserweight rankings, they'd say you're either number one or number two. And another name that, that people would consider as one of the best is Jaya Pattaya. We know he has Maris Bradis to deal with, but when you see what he's doing, you see the hype that he's got, similar to yourself, and you see he's been over to the UK before and he's, he, he's knocked out Jordan Thompson. That must intrigue you to be a, a massive, massive cruiserweight unification. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, 
but he has got a very hard fight in Bradis. Yeah. You know, me and him have both got tough tasks next. <laughs> and their fights we're going to have to come through. Um, but if he does come through it, then yeah, he'll have the IBF again. Um, so I'll be absolutely, you know, be looking at the I any any of the belts next. Um, but that fight has got to happen down the line. Eventually, all, all roads will lead to, to that fight if we keep both keep winning. And um, yeah, it's a, an exciting fight again. Just a final one from me. We know that you are at the top of the tree when it comes to domestic uh, heavy cruiserweight. Sorry, but do you pay much attention to the British level? You know, we did see Chev uh, Clark have a destruction job on Tommy McCarthy, and we do see what Vidal are doing. We see what Isaac's doing. Even though you're a world champion, do you pay attention to what's happening sort of beneath you? Um, I watch watch the fights. I watch watch the fights. I watch the show at the weekend, the the zone show. So it was. Um, of course, I'm going to watch that fight. I've boxed Chef twice in the amateurs and and Tommy twice in the pros. So uh, an interesting fight. I think Tommy's not really in the sport properly anymore. But Chef does what he does best. Starts fast. Got rid of him early. Did the best job on him than anyone's done on him. Um, so I watch the fights. Pay attention. I don't think. No disrespect, but I don't think that they're near the top level yet um, and you wouldn't expect them to be in six seven fights or whatever chef's had so um, yeah I mean I'm, I'm a fan of the sport so I watch the sport so um, yeah if and um, whether that's cruiserweights or, or welterweights or whatever it may be so um, but I'm not looking at them from a, an opponent point of view as, as such so it may it may get to that stage of, keep building, they keep keep winning, then, then that's, that, that may be the case. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you for taking time to speak to me. Appreciate you catching up with you, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up when you've got a fight date with Richard Reactor for a massive, massive fight, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.